Do you like pop culture? I do. <laughs> I wasn't talking to you, Andrew. Oh. If you enjoy movies, television, all that kind of stuff, uh, we have a lot of fun on Sif Pop Podcast, part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. So you can come check us out every week. You can listen live or just download it to your podcast feed. Every single week, Aaron breaks down the newest movies that are big in theaters, and I make funny noises. <laughs> you could probably pick one of those that you would like. You can join us every weekend live by looking at Spreaker.com slash Studio DNA, or you can find us in your podcast player a preference by searching for Sift Pop. Recorded live. You know, at the time of uh, recording. You're listening to the Hot Takeout Podcast, the only podcast with a 30 minutes or less guarantee, or it's free. And now your host, Chad Bradley. Can I take your order? Hey, thanks for pressing play on the Hot Takeout Podcast. My name is Chad Bradley, host of the show, part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. You can find your favorite podcast at www spreaker.com forward slash studio dna thanks again to everybody hanging in there the last couple of weeks have been kind of a roller coaster moving across country finally settled in and back into a decent routine of, of booking guests and doing interviews and my guest this week katie hurst has kind of a fun story on how she left the traditional college education route and basically DIY'd a record deal. In our conversation, she talks about overcoming fear and anxiety that she didn't know she had. She also talks about eating an unhealthy amount of gummy bears. So please enjoy this week's episode with Katie Hurst. You said you're at a camp. What, where are you at? What, what's, what part of the world? Yeah, you know, I'm in the middle of nowhere. Um, I'm in Dayton, Tennessee, I think, and um, it's about three hours from my hometown, Nashville, um, and I'm at a camp. It's called it's a student life camp, if you've ever heard of that. Um, they have them all yeah. the summer, all across the country, and so, yeah, I just get to, camp is one of my favorite things, and so I just get to be here for the week and um, help lead worship, and we just... Like I was just telling you, um, we just did rec with the with the kids, and um, it was messy games today. So all of us in the band are currently covered in like chocolate syrup and flour, and uh, we are absolutely disgusting. So but that's camp for you. It wouldn't be camp without being messy. I worked for a number of summers at a camp in northern Michigan. Most fun I've ever had in my life, and that's exactly right. If by the end of the week you don't have some sort of food that would never be stuck in your hair, stuck in your hair, it's not camp. Uh-huh, exactly. There's chocolate, like, I mean, chocolate syrup is just, it's melted in my hair at this point. It's, it's like, been baked in the sun. It's, it's gross. <laughs> Maybe you're going to start, like, a new trend. Yeah, hey, chocolate syrup is going to become the new thing to put in your hair. Are you, are you camper or are you part of the worship music team? Oh, no, no, no. I, yeah, we're part of the, I'm part of the worship team. So, my, um, my home church that I grew up in um, and that I worked in for a few years, we we just have a team that um, that travels and will lead worship at different camps, and so so I'm with them this week. They're called Long Holloways, and um, yeah, most of most of our summer is just filled with doing a bunch of different camps, and so yeah. So we're not camping. This is like it's at a college, so it's not it's not real camp, you know. But it's <laughs> yeah, it's fun. It's not kumbaya down by the lake. Not that. We we have done some of those, but this one, 
this one's out of college, so it, you know, it's make, makeshift camp. <laughs> <laughs> Which basically that is college, because, I mean, chocolate in your hair at college wouldn't be that far off. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Katie Hurst, how did you get from person interested in music? How'd you get here? Yeah, um, <laughs> it's kind of insane. One of those things that I'm just like, God did it, really. That's like my explanation. But I, um, so I started leading worship when I was in high school. Um, and that, you know, that like is kind of what taught me a lot, um, just about music. It's kind of where God grew my love for, um, singing and like specifically singing about, um, about Jesus, about, you know, the Bible, about truth. And so I, um, started just leading worship and, um, ended up, I, I actually dropped out of college and moved, um, back to my hometown ended up getting a job at, at my home church um, in our student worship ministry. And so I did that um, for three years, and I kind of just, like, the reason I, it's a very, very long story, but I'll make it short. The reason I dropped out of school was because I heard God say that um, the money that I was using to pay for my classes at school, uh, he was like, I want you to take that money and use it to start paying um, a producer to, like, put your songs that you've written out there. Because I had, I had written songs since high school, and, um, you know, I had – but I had just never done anything with them. I had just kind of, like, kept them to myself. And so I just really – I heard God say, like, I want you to get those songs out there. And so I took the money that I would have used to pay my tuition, and I just started paying my friend Cody to produce, um, produce three songs for me, like, independently. And I put those out. Really not having any expectation for him. Honestly, I just was like, I'm, I'm just gonna be obedient and just follow what, um, you know, what I heard the Lord say to me. And I don't really know what the outcome's gonna be, but, um, and funny enough, Tricity heard the second song that I put out, um, through, like, just Instagram, I think. Like, it is, there's a guy, um, actually, you know, Mike Grayson. Um, who is amazing. I just met him a couple weeks ago for the first time, but he is, like, literally the reason that I am signed to Simplicity. <laughs> I didn't know him, but he saw my song that I put out through somebody's Instagram and showed it to Simplicity. And so Simplicity um, sent me a DM on Instagram and said um, that they, like, want to bring me in and just kind of, like, meet me and hang out. And so so I didn't even know who Simplicity was. I, you know, I was just like, what is like, I, I really didn't have a, a huge understanding of what a record label did and all of that stuff. So I was brand new to all of it. But um, they brought me in, and immediately, like, from the first time that I ever walked into um, my record label office, I felt just, like, so loved and welcomed, and these people just felt like family. Um, they were so nice. They weren't, like, like, I kind of had this idea in my mind that, like, record label people were super, like, prestigious and, like, you know, I, I, like, didn't belong there, <laughs> and, like, they were the opposite of that, um, and they were so kind, and so, yeah, so just really from, like, the first time I ever met with them, I just loved them, and they probably for about a year, they, they set me up with, um, just with right, you know, with other people, because I had never, um, I had just written songs by myself, and I had never written with anybody else, and so that was all new to me. So for about a year, we just kind of, I met with them. Um, it wasn't like a fast process, like we meet you and then we're going to sign you immediately. Um, it was a very slow process, which I was thankful for because I, you know, was just 
again, new to everything. So I was like, it kind of freaked me out to think about having a record deal. And um, so I just had a lot of time to pray about it. They just do. And um, and so, yeah. So about, let's see, last, not this past December, but a, the December before that um, was when I officially signed with them. And I've just been making music with them ever since. And it's been um it's been a journey. It's been really fun, and I've learned a lot. Probably pretty terrifying to go from paying for college a safe route and going to paying somebody just a, I say on a whim, but sometimes trusting God to like take that first step when you hear him and you're like, oh, really, God, everybody gets college degrees. This is not a thing that everybody does. It's probably pretty terrifying to like take that step. Did you have uh, any kind of deep conversations with your parents about that, or were they like behind you, or what was your support like? Oh. Yeah, no, it was terrifying for sure. Um, I, cause I didn't, I didn't really want to go to school. <clears throat> I went to Liberty at the time, which is a school in Virginia, and I loved it. I had, you know, all my best friends were there. Um, and so when I, when I heard God say like, "Hey, I want you to drop out of school," I was like, "Well, God, I don't really, I don't really want to do that." But, <laughs> um, but I prayed about it for a summer, and, um. You know, I just really, I, it was very clear to me. And so I talked to my parents about it, and I honestly thought they were going to say, no, you're crazy. But um, my parents are amazing, and as soon as I, I told them, like, hey, this is something I've been praying about, um, you know, I, I um, they they just said, you know, hey, like, we're behind you 100%. Like, we're going to support you, and if this is what you feel like God's calling you to do, then, like, we trust your relationship with God, and so we're going to support you in it. That's awesome. Two things. One, I also dropped out of Liberty. Woo-woo! Liberty online, so it doesn't really count. Uh, it counts. It counts. Yeah, I'll take that for sure. And then the other side of that is kudos to your parents for being so supportive. I know it's really scary for parents to put themselves in a position of like, like being a dad of three kids, like I want what's absolutely best for my kids. And so you feel like you know what's best even, I mean, my oldest is six. So granted, we're a long way off from the college conversation or the education conversation. But I know the standards I want for them, the things I want for them are things that I didn't have. And being able to go to college and, and do all that, I'm sure that's a, a terrifying place for your parents to go, ah, we trust you. Yes, you trust your kids. But do you? <laughs> yeah. You know, it's funny because my dad, so my dad's a worship pastor at the church. My my mom also works there, but my dad was a musician for a while um, when I was growing up. He was in a, a Christian band. And you've probably never heard of them. They're called Tom's Wish, but yeah, you're them. That's so funny. Yeah, I was a weird, awkward homeschool kid. I have a weird, eclectic memory of music, and Solomon's Wish is one of them. That is so funny. Well, hey, yeah, it was like I mean, I was I was really really young, um, probably let's see, like I think like first and second grade whenever they were traveling. Um, so it was it was like. I have, like, faint memories of it, but I do remember, like, that was, like, a big part of our life because we, um, my, they were gone, like, pretty much the whole year. And so my parents, um, took my brother and I out of school and we were homeschooled and we just, like, went on the road with them. So it was a lot of fun. And so my dad kind of, like, my dad, um, especially was one to understand and he, you know, he was just like, hey, like, I, 
because basically, like, what I knew I wanted to do was, like, I didn't know when I dropped out of school that I was ever going to get a record deal or any of that. Um, I just knew that I wanted to do ministry and, like, in music. And so however that looked, um, I didn't know. But And so my dad, of all people, understood that. And so he was just like, hey, you know what? It's, I, you know, it's, it's, it's hard and it's, like, not super glamorous, but, like, uh, but he had done it himself. And so he was like, I, you know, I'm going to support you. So very rare. I know, like, not a lot of parents would say the same thing. So I'm super thankful. Yeah. A lot of parents are supportive, but a lot of parents are well, terrified and they also want what's best for their kids. And it's a hard, hard line to walk to know exactly how that balances. Because some kids just need to go free and they need to work things out on their own. And some kids need structure and everybody's a little bit different. Well, enough about you. Okay. I'm totally joking. I saw a, a bio of yours that said you're a coffee person. Yes, I love coffee. Black, cream, sugar, what's your ratio? Um, I If it's good coffee, I drink it black. It's an acquired taste. But if it's good coffee, I drink it black. If it's bad coffee, I just don't drink it at all. Right. Well, I'm the kind of person that, like, I desperately need caffeine sometimes. So I will sugar and cream it up quite a bit to, to get past the, like, I'm, I'm, it's almost an addiction. Like, I have to have it. I can quit. I can quit whenever. It's not a problem. Uh, <laughs> I, I relate with that. Super hardcore. <laughs> I should have asked you this earlier in the, the episode. I typically ask this right out of the right out of the gate. But do you have any food restrictions? Anything you're allergic to? Anything you refuse to eat? No, I don't. I love all kinds of food. No allergies. I love anything and everything. What's your favorite? I think my favorite food would have to be. I'm gonna have to either go with goldfish or bacon. <laughs> I know, but yeah, I, that's those are just my go-to. Those are my comfort foods. So how do you fillet the goldfish? Like that's a really tiny thing to fillet. You, you know, that is, that's a great question. Um, it's something I'd probably have to show you. <laughs> There's probably a YouTube video for that, a DIY on how to fillet goldfish that you catch in a koi pond or something. Yeah, you can expect that on my YouTube channel later. I can't wait. Bake, well, those are two Those are two things that easily go hand in hand, bacon and goldfish. Yeah. So more of like a... a f- and then I can eat it for any meal. Very, I'm, you know, I'm super into organic and vegan food, so bacon and goldfish just fit right in there. Oh, completely. You can you can justify that, I think, in a weird way. Yeah. <laughs> Hold the beef. In this game, you have 30 seconds to name as many non-beef serving restaurants, fast food restaurants, as possible. I think I only know of one. Huh. Can I, can I um, ask for help or, or is, is it that's not allowed? <laughs> I have some friends in the car with me that can help. <laughs> I, you know what? If you, if you have friends in the car that can help, then, uh, then I say by all means do it. And go. Chick Fil A, Express, Taco Bell, Long John Silver's, Long John Silver's, yeah, Long John Silver's, Sonic, Sonic Surf Burgers, Sonic Surf Burgers, Dairy Queen, Chicken Express, Chicken Express, Panda Express, Panda Express, yes, Captain D's, Enterprise Rent Car. That's your time. Okay. Uh, how many did we name? You did really good. So there were six. Most people go Chick-fil-A. And then I don't know of any other ones that wouldn't serve beef. So you actually did really good. That's a really hard question. 
and a fun game because it's you're like as soon as you start going oh well taco bell doesn't serve burgers but then i mean do they really serve beef though i mean maybe it's horse meat we don't know taco bell serves steak beef so that that counts i think that counts <laughs> that's on, that i'll let you slide on that one on a technicality and you said you've only ever had people name three you cheated and you had other people in the car, but you know what? It's whatever. Whatever you gotta do to win. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I hope that's not recorded. That's a terrible life philosophy, so good job. Good job. <laughs> what are you working on now? You're doing camp music for the summer. Are you working on a full length album? Are you working on touring? Are you working on your your tan? What do you what what's on the to do list? All of the above. I am working on a full length album. Um we are working on uh, another tour in the fall and yeah full-length album hopefully it will be coming soon we're gonna release a couple more singles this year which will be fun and this summer this summer we're just doing we have festivals and kind of one-off shows so we don't we don't have a tour until the fall and then you know it's kind of camp season for us so yeah but pretty pretty exciting thing up in my head Pretend I'm not scared of who you're calling me to be Your most recent single, All the Things, is fantastic. Oh, thank you so much. You're very welcome. If if you wouldn't mind giving me a short brief behind the scenes of maybe you were eating at a Taco Bell, thinking about meat, and you're like, you know, all the things are in this. <laughs> no, I, um, so this song actually came out of, so I did a Christmas tour this past November and December um, with For King and Country. And it was so much fun, but it was my, it was only my second tour ever. I, my first tour was in October. Then all of a sudden my booking agent was like, Hey, we got you this tour. It's for King Country. And I was so excited about it. But then when it got to like two weeks before the tour, I started to freak out because I, it, like, I've only ever sang in church my whole life. I had never done, you know, but one tour. And then this tour with Ricky and Country was going to be in all arenas. And, like, you know, it's a big venue, thousands of people. And I had just never done anything like that. So I was, like, you know, full transparency here. I literally prayed and was like, God, I don't care what you have to do, but, like, get me out of this tour because I'm so scared and I don't think I'm I'm not the girl for this. Choose someone else. Like, I know there are a million people who would kill for this opportunity, but I was so scared. I was just like, I don't think I can do it. And, which is just funny because normally, like, I dealt, like, I dealt with stage fright a lot when I was younger, but I, like, you know, I got over that and I'm like, I love singing in front of people. But all of a sudden, just for some reason, this just this opportunity scared me more than anything. So we did we did the first show and the whole day leading up to the show, I was just like a nervous wreck. And fun fact, I somebody had like a, a bag of Haribo gummy worms, if you know what those or gummy bears. Oh yeah. Just start like I just started eating those as my like my food for when I was nervous. 
that first show, I went through five bags of Haribo gummy bears <laughs> just because I, I just kept popping them in my mouth because I was so nervous. And, like, that was the only, like, I was just like, I eat when I'm nervous. So I did the first show, and it was so fun. And I was like, you know, God just reminded me. He was like, why were you so worried about something? And um, he reminded me, like, if if I have given you the opportunity, I'm not going to just, like, let you fail. Like, if I've called you to something, then I'm going to equip you. And it doesn't matter how um, how equipped you think you are. The power rests in him and not, on, not in my own strength. So I want that song because I, you know, not just for, like, that tour was what inspired it, but, like, I, if I look back in my life, there are several things that, that God has asked me to do that I have made up all the excuses in the world as to why, like, I'm not the person for the job. <laughs> and I'm like, God, like, pick somebody else, you know, who's, who's better at this than I am, or pick somebody else who probably is just more equipped for the job. And God's like, no, I want to use you. I want to use you. You know, for me, it's kind of, kind of like, reminds me of, of the story of Moses when God calls Moses to lead his people out of Egypt and Moses makes up all of these excuses, like, I have a speech impediment, you know, like, blah, blah, blah. And God's like, you know, I want to use, I want to use you, I want to use you. So for me, this song was, like, I wrote it as an encouragement, like, a reminder to myself that, like, if I'm obedient to God, then I, all I all I have to do is just be obedient and follow him and trust that, like, he can do, you know, all of these things that I thought were impossible, or he can do what I, like, can't. So, yeah, so it's, you know, the whole song is kind of just about being afraid to do something that God has called you to, and then just, like, it's a challenge to to just trust him and trust that, like, he's going to walk you through it, and, like, you know, he's the one that's in control in the first place. That's awesome. Even, and I'm going to be very careful here, because... I realize that I may not know the deepest parts of the theology on this, but even Jesus asked the cup to be passed from him. Mm-hmm. You know, like he, he had this thing that he came to earth for, and even in the last hour was like, but if I could be, if it could go away from me, that'd be great. Uh, and, and so I, I realized that I may not completely understand that in the, in the sense that it's God. God might have been asking that for a different reason that I don't even understand. But I do know that when we're put in places that stretch us and grow us and put us to a, a new level of, well, just think about lifting weights. Like you can't start off by benching 200 pounds. You got to work up to that. And that thing is so heavy for the person that's never worked out. But the bodybuilder, they're fine. They're, they they couldn't, you know, they can bench that just fine. But they also may not, that bodybuilder may not be able to lift the heavier thing you know, 400 pounds or 600 pounds or 800 pounds, whatever it is, they still have to work and put themselves through uncomfortable situations and even pain to get to a place of extreme health and putting ourselves in those kinds of situations on stage in an arena. I'm sure now the next tour that comes through, you're probably like, whatever, bring it on. I'm good. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's, I think for me, it's like, just like a learning, a learning experience in knowing that like, if God calls you to something, like he's going to see it through and he's going to see you through it. And he's not just going to, you know, give you an opportunity and then just like drop you off and leave you. You know, it's like that for me, I think through, through like not even just this, that tour, but several things in my life leading up to that, where I had to trust God. It's like, I remember to lean on like his strength and not my own. Cause I think it's super easy to, like if you if you do something that you've done for a while or that's like you know easy comes naturally for you it's it starts to get easy to just kind of like put on autopilot and just kind of like do it yourself and not have to rely on the strength of God and so for me um, this was a reminder that God was like hey you know like you can't you can't do this in your own power 
and you know I want you to trust me and I want you to um to live a life of faith and like to to live life with God means to like get out of your comfort zone and I think for me it was just a reminder that God's like hey I'm going to take you out of your comfort zone and I'm going to teach you you know I'm going to teach you more of what it looks like um to to walk with me and to do that you have to do things that um may not necessarily you know be like they may be a little uncomfortable and a little scary <laughs> it's a good thing to do things to get you out of your comfort zone hot and ready what are you listening to right now that has your ear mm, yeah um i listen to all kinds of things ben rector is one of my favorite artists and he just came out with a live album from his last tour i've been listening to that a lot super super good his band is absolutely incredible there is this band called the band Camino, and been listening to them a lot. There, I I grew up listening to a lot of punk rock. Like that's that was just like my high school. I loved like Paramore, some other. I went through like a very punk phase, not like in not being rebellious, but just in music. I loved like rock music. What was your first concert? Um, my first concert. <laughs> was the Jonas Brothers. So that's not super punk rock, but <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, not not the same band at all, but there's a band called Under Up back in the day and um I love to listen to them. They uh I went to a few of their shows like back when I was younger, but the band Camino I feel like is kind of it reminds me of like what I used to listen to when I was in high school. So I've been listening to them. Tori Kelly, I love her. Um her newest album is one of my faves. And then Charlie Puth, I think he is one of the most brilliant. Like he, I'm, I've been super inspired by his last album lately. Just, I think he's incredible. I don't know if you've listened to to any of his stuff, but that was the only name I wasn't familiar with. Like Under Oath, Tori Kelly, uh, Ben Rector, all check the box. But uh, I'm I'm not aware of of his stuff, so I'm I'm gonna have to. I love asking that question. That's actually not for the listeners. That that question is for me because I always find somebody that I've not heard or haven't heard recently, and so I'm. Check the box. I'm going to enjoy some music later. Awesome. Yeah, listen to his album, um, Voice Notes. He's just, he's br- the way he comes up with melodies and just, he's he's brilliant. And I love, love, love 80s music. And his music has a lot of um, 80s, like, influences in it. And so I'm super into that. So label mates, uh, Apollo LTD, they have a lot of flavorings of 80s. Yeah, I love, I love those guys. They're amazing. Yeah, they're just good people. I talked with Jordan earlier on in this life of the podcast. He and I, like, I forgot that we were actually recording an episode. It was just so good. He's just a deep thinker and uh, incredibly talented. And their new album, too, is phenomenal. But have they have a lot of crazy good... They have, like, the best part of 80s vibe in their music. I agree. I agree. As far as label mates go, you guys have a pretty good track record. Jordan Feliz, Lauren Daigle. I could go on. Like, it's not bad to be part of Centricity. No, not at all. I mean, seriously, some of like the most talented people. Like, I mean, I was I was fans of several of the artists before I was signed, and so you know now to get to be on a label surrounded by so many incredible people is like a huge, huge honor for me. Jordan Fleece has a like a, a a covers EP or like he covered a few songs, and there was one he did a couple years ago, "Drag Me Down" with David Dunn, and their voices on that song are so good. I have not heard that. I'll have to give that a listen. Uh, it's better than the original, hands down. Woo! Okay. I'll go listen to that right after this. And 
then subscribe wherever and however you are listening to podcast and follow on social media. It just makes it easier for you to know who is coming on the show and when they're going to be on the show. And maybe you can ask questions to that person. Totally an option. And if you do subscribe, you'll be alerted when next week's episode pops up when I finish my conversation with Katie Hurst. So make that a thing. Again, thanks for listening. Ah.